Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Kashmir Project. If you're liking the show so far, please like, share, follow us on Facebook, and stay up to date on news regarding Kashmir and its fight for freedom. Today, I want to discuss issues with Kashmir that it is facing right now. Specifically, issues related with India and how it's been perceived on the international forum whilst also taking drastic steps to go against the writ of the Kashmiri people. Now, over the weekend, an article was posted on Al Jazeera, written by Hafsa Kanjwal. The article, titled The Day the Story of Kashmir Changed Forever, clearly highlights the international community's response to the Kashmir incident, specifically that of the U.S. government. It's a really interesting read since it highlights the sort of action that is being taken by the United States and, by proxy, the international community on the issue of Kashmir and how India, in its bid to abrogate Article 370, has unintentionally internationalized the issue of Kashmiri freedom. The article states that, for the first time in 50 years, the United Nations Security Council held a closed-door session on Kashmir and discussed the matter at length within its member states. There have been other organizations, such as Amnesty International, who have also condemned India's move into Kashmir, invalidating the rights of its citizens and laying claim to the land under the notion of development. The article also states that India has not been able to justify why it made this move, why it restricted communications and transport, and claims that the old tired rhetoric of Pakistani terrorism does not work here. One of the major causes for that, I believe, is because of the stance of Pakistan in the past year or so. Ever since the new government in Pakistan had been elected, their call had mostly been about peace, about maintaining cordial relations with its neighbors, and about highlighting the issue of Jammu and Kashmir on a diplomatic front, treating it like a very important issue one that can be resolved through dialogue and not necessarily through force. However, India's actions in the past year or so have shown that its government and its people do not want to play fair. In February, it launched an offensive which heated up tensions between the two countries within the region, so much so that the international community had to jump in and defuse the situation. Once again, After the election of Prime Minister Narendra Modi for a five-year term, the Indian government once again made its move and decided to abrogate Article 370, further intensifying the atmosphere within the region. Now, India was hoping to take these steps and have the international community back it, or at the very least, not interfere, just as usual. Over the past decades, India has been sending its troops in and committing atrocities and human rights violations without the international community intervening or even taking notice. However, this recent incident has proven to be very different from the rest. Thanks to social media and news outlets and people coming forward with their stories, we've been able to learn a lot more than we would have had the situation taken place somewhere in the 90s. There is a lot more that we are able to glance over today within 
Indian-administered Kashmir. Now, coming at the heels of something like this, India has redoubled its efforts to split Kashmir and to administer it wholly as a union territory. Just recently, India has stated that it will formally split up Jammu and Kashmir into two federal territories to be directly ruled from New Delhi. This is the reason why Article 370 was abrogated, so that Jammu, the region of Jammu and Kashmir can be brought in wholesale under the Indian administration. Now, it's no surprise that this move has incensed the people of Kashmir. They're not happy with the fact that Article 370 and 35A were abrogated because they feel that the special privilege and the special status that they had does not exist anymore. There's nothing that separates them from average Indians and their identity is at stake here. Seeing as how there are different areas within India where people do have legitimate concerns against the government, it's no surprise that the Kashmiris would feel the same way. Just recently, the state of Manipur has declared itself an independent state from India from politicians who are in exile. The state of Manipur has been, for over 50 years as well, fighting Indian aggression. It came under the fold of India sometime around 1949, and ever since then, there have been movements to separate from India. Manipur is connected to India by a very narrow strip close to the Bangladeshi border, which means that India has very few access ways into Manipur. And the people over there, looking at the situation in Nagaland, in Assam, in Tamil Nadu, they also believe that India does not have their best interests at heart and their identity is at stake, which is why they want to separate from the Union. Seeing these sorts of examples clearly shows us that the Kashmir issue is a legitimate one and its people, their concerns are actually valid. Now the news came that India will formally split up the disputed territory of Jammu and Kashmir into two federal states in an aim to tighten its control over the rest of region that has been in the grip of a harsh security clampdown for nearly three months. It is closing to 90 days since August 5th, when Article 370 was abrogated. It's been almost three months since that day took place, since the Kashmir identity has been put in jeopardy. Naturally, for the past three months, there have been lots of incidents where we have seen people resisting, fighting, resorting to violence, just to prove their point, just to make sure that the world knows that India is doing wrong and to fight for their freedom. The ill effect of this brunt approach was that India has further gotten agency to act harshly, to impose curfews, to clamp down on people. It's no surprise that they would turn to this given how the law and order situation is within Kashmir. People are fearful of being tortured, arrested without cause, raped, extorted, and generally oppressed. The United States government also shares these concerns because there is absolutely no transparency within the region. There is no information that is coming out officially from the side of the Kashmiris as far as India is concerned. 
Their government believes that everything is all right and that Kashmir is an internal matter and should not be taken up in front of the international community. No one has the right to talk about Kashmir. That's been their stance all along. And that is a very, very failed stance. Because Kashmir, as we all know, is not an internal matter. It has very close ties to Pakistan. It has ties to China. And the significance of Kashmir extends beyond the borders of India. They keep claiming that there is rampant terrorism there because it is state-sponsored by Pakistan, its mortal enemy. That's not really the case. While Pakistanis would be involved in militant actions, a bulk of the sentiment that exists in Kashmir is because India is being ruthless and oppressive. It is bringing in a fascist ideology and clamping down on any dissent or any talk of separatism within the region. Kashmir at this point in time is one of the most militarized zones, if not the absolute militarized zone in the world. The concentration of military personnel over there is the highest anywhere on this globe. And yet we have to ask ourselves why that is. There are other countries suffering from terrorism, some with even more dire states, such as Syria, where we recently found out that the leader of ISIS, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, was found from. The state of Israel is also very heavily militarized, and the people of Palestine are also resisting. They are also fighting an oppressive regime. However, Kashmir is considered to be the most militarized zone on the planet, even more so than Gaza and the West Bank. You have to ask yourself why that is. Every Indian that comes online would probably not be answering this question. They would be extremely patriotic. They would say that they support their country, they support their democracy, they need to stand for their national anthem, and anyone who doesn't is a Pakistani agent who needs to get out of their country. Now, this is the country that says it is one of the world's, it is the world's biggest democracy. And its laws were based on secular values. Then why is it that it has such an oppressive atmosphere within it? Why is it that we hear stories of people ordering food and specifically telling the companies that deliver them not to send a Muslim writer? Why do we keep hearing stories of torture within India, of its people being suppressed, of the Tamils not agreeing, of Nagaland resisting, of Assam having a huge issue? India is not clear in this entire thing. It never has been. It's been trying to hide from the world the fact that its people are under duress, promoting an image of nationalism, of unity within their region, when in fact there are issues. There are people who disagree. The only problem is that once they come out, once they're identified, they are ostracized by the ruling government. It's the whole left versus right thing. The only problem is that the right is extremely strong over there right now. It is going through an ultra-nationalist phase. The ill effects of what are happening now might not be visible to the Indians, but a ways down the line, maybe in a decade or two, they'll come to realize that what happened in the past wasn't all that good. If Kashmir truly is a part of India, then why are the Kashmiris being suppressed? Why aren't they being treated like normal Indian citizens, being given the proper rights 
Why is it that their land is now under threat? Why are their lives completely destroyed? Why are their futures obliterated? Why does every Kashmiri live in fear? They do. It's impossible for anyone to convince you that they aren't. Prime Minister Narendra Modi considers this as a very big victory, where he solved a crisis that had been plaguing India for the past seven decades. He can rest on his laurels right now. But Kashmir is not a nation that is willing to take this down lightly. They will fight. They will keep being a nuisance. They will keep pushing for what they desire the most, which is freedom. Freedom for this oppressive and antagonistic regime. The Kashmiris have held out for over 70 years. They've been fighting tooth and nail, even under heavy oppression. Even with being one of the world's most militarized zones, it is still fighting. Because what it is trying to achieve, it knows is more precious than anything else. Kashmir does deserve freedom. It deserves the right of self-determination. It deserves the plebiscite that was promised by the United Nations back in 1948 that has still not taken place. The Indian government will not allow it. The Indian political sphere will never allow Kashmir to vote on its independence because they know that a Muslim-majority area like Kashmir would never side with them. And their recent acts have further detracted anyone who was even in support of Kashmir before from voting in their favor. We've all heard the stories. Kashmiri politicians who were leaning towards India, I don't believe that they will be leaning anymore. Why? Because their rights were cancelled. They were the ones who were locked up. They were the ones who saw oppression. Their families now face threat. Who would willingly want to side with your oppressor under these circumstances? Kashmir is a free nation, and India needs to recognize its status. That is the only way that peace can prevail within this region, and if it doesn't follow suit, then India will be facing a catastrophe on their hands. This is a matter of lives, lives that can be lost, lives that have already been destroyed by taking away their education, their business, their future. India is not doing Kashmir any favors. In fact, it is breeding more hostility. It is giving people reasons to pick up arms, to go towards militancy, and to make everyone suffer because they have nothing to lose, and they are the ones who are suffering right now. India needs to understand this. The solution to Kashmir can never be with violence, with force, with doing things that oppress the Kashmiris. It can never happen like that. And that's the reason why for 70 years, this issue has not been resolved. Because we have been pushing for it. Not once have we asked the Kashmiris what they want. Not once have we given them the agency to decide for themselves. We've always told them, you are either with India or with Pakistan. Why? Because your forefathers decided so. The Indians claim that Kashmir is a part of their dominion because the Maharaja of Kashmir, back in 1948, decided that it would side with India. And the reason that he decided that was because his people were predominantly Muslim and they wanted to join Pakistan. And the Maharaja was fearful of 
a revolution, of a coup. He still wanted to remain independent, but he turned to India for assistance, and India strong-armed him into signing an agreement which stated that they would gain control over Kashmir. India is not clean. It is not innocent in this entire matter. It has not been wronged. It is the one that is doing the wrongdoing. The Kashmiri people have always wanted freedom, whether it is with a Muslim-majority country, a Hindu-majority country, or as an independent state. It deserves that freedom. It cannot be locked up or caged. The argument that this is all being done because of Hindu pundits being driven out of the valley back in the 80s and 90s, that doesn't stand. That doesn't give you the right to demolish people's lives, to throw them into a never-ending spiral of suffering. What we need to look at is now. What we need to see right now is what's going on at this very moment. Forget about the fact that 5,000 years ago our ancestors were Hindu. And that is the reason why this entire region belongs to the Indians. That world has long gone. We live in a society today where each person deserves respect. Each person's opinions need to be valued or at least be respected enough. India doesn't seem to want to do that. It believes that one ideology, one message, one thought, and that's it. If you do not side with them, then you are against them, and therefore their natural enemy. If you show even the slightest hint of waywardness, you are a Pakistani agent. You are of Pakistan, and you are a terrorist, and you shall be banished from the Indian homeland. That's not the thinking of the world's greatest democracy. That's the thinking of a fascist regime. That's the thinking of the parties that came before, who believed in supremacy of their race. That is not what India was built on. India was built on acceptance for everyone under its dominion. Dear listener, I urge you once again to keep Kashmir at the forefront of all your discussions. Talk about it, share your opinions, read up on it, share them anywhere and everywhere. Social media is one of the most powerful platforms in the world today where everyone has a voice and you do too. And you can absolutely go there and share whatever you can. Talk to people, rally them to the cause, make them aware of the situation. That is the only way that we are going to continue this. We live in an era now where the Kashmir issue is more widespread than it has ever been. And that is thanks to all the avenues through which we can receive this information. And this information comes from individuals such as yourselves, who have opinions, who learn about facts, who share them and convince them and try to push for change. Change for the better. Change that benefits all and ends oppression, ends savagery and suffering. Think about the Kashmiris. Think about the things that they never got to enjoy. Imagine yourself being in that state then, not being able to enjoy the latest Marvel movie coming out, not being able to enjoy the festivals that your community celebrates for fear that it will be clamped down on. Imagine not being given the opportunity to go and pursue your dreams, your career, to be able to be an astronaut who visits the outer reaches of space, a pilot who soars through the skies, a doctor 
who saves lives and brightens futures. An educationist who strengthens and empowers the new generation. Think of being deprived of all those things and living with only one thing every day of every year. Fear for your life, for your loved ones, for what little you have been able to grab in this world. I urge you, think about these things and talk about them. Talk to the people around you. Talk to the people online. Search for topics on this. Search for places where it's being talked about. Share your opinions. Join the conversation. That is how we make this better. That is how we are continuing to make this better. And you, dear listener, are the one who can change this. So keep doing what you're doing and keep pushing. Because with your strength, this issue can be fixed. I thank you once again for joining me on the Kashmir Project. Until next time, I will catch you later.